Hello. How are you, ladies? Where are the authoresses at? Hi, how are you? How are you? How are you? How are you chicas doing today? Smell, Fabu. Hi, girl. We've all been having my people. Everybody's having a hard time getting on. Oh, well, we're here. We don't talk negative, positive talk only, positive vibes, right? Amen. So, I see. Let me see if we're waiting on anyone else. We are live right now on YouTube. I have opened this up to the public. So, we are streaming live on the Cara Jones Unlimited LLC YouTube channel. Okay. And so, what I'm going to do is share with each of you in the chat, the link to the YouTube, in case you would like to share it with anyone or any on any of your pages or anything like that, okay? You can just copy it, there it is. Okay, if you wanna share that, you can. You can copy and paste it to your Facebook pages, um, wherever you're, Pages are, you can put it there, okay? And we are live on the Unfiltered with Cara Jones Unlimited LLC podcast. Today is Sunday, August the 14th, 2022. And we are here with the lovely authoresses of this wonderful anthology book authored by the one and only sister, sister Fabu Badoop. If you have not received your copy, if you have not purchased your copy, this is what we will be focusing on today. It is the anthology that all of these lovely authoresses have contributed to, including yours truly. It's entitled, The Silent Screams of a Woman. How many can relate to that? I am Chandra Perdue. I am the president, founder, and CEO of the Car Jones Unlimited LLC Performing Arts Company. And we are featuring this interview, Meet the Authoresses, today on the Unfiltered with Car Jones Unlimited LLC podcast. And I'm going to step out of the way and turn the mic over, come past the mic to the author herself, Sister Fabu. How about the editor? Okay, let me take a real deep woo-sai breath because woo, welcome everybody. Yes, welcome. <laughs> I tell you, this has been one, um, one exciting event for me. I'm glad to be here and I wanna welcome everybody who's able to join us uh, on this gathering of authoresses who are here to share with you uh, our side and screams. We're going to share these with you through our virtual book signing of our anthology, The Silent Screams of a Woman. Now, I'm going to ask you to pay close attention and notice that I said silent, S-I-G-H hyphen L-E-N-T, not silent. But we all know that a woman's screams are never silent. They just often go unheard. Thank you, Cara Jones Unlimited, for uh, providing this platform. I give thanks to the following team. Um, 
the cosmic energy and creative intelligence in which I live, move, and have my total being. This energy field I call God. I give thanks to my glorious brother, Ifuma Stubbs, who did the beautiful cover design, and our illustrious model, Goddess Alex, who unselfishly gave of herself to this project. It is because of Ifuma and Goddess Alex that we get noticed. And I certainly give thanks to the 13 beautiful sisters who are responsible for the moving content of this anthology, nine of whom join us today. Now, you may ask, why an anthology of the silent screams of a woman? Why have 14 brave women stepped out to tell their story? Well, I'm glad you asked, because you see, as I read the quote by Kavita Bird that says, the feminine energy is rising and its influence is driving the spiritual transformation of our planet and all its inhabitants. At the time I read that, I was experiencing a very painful transformation. My mother had trans uh, transitioned. And all that goes with the elevation of a matriarch was happening. In order for my feminine energy to be an influencer and for me to be a part of the spiritual transformation of our planet, I realized that I had to heal from the inside out. I had to let go of the pain. I had to release it to the universe and move forward. Once I begin the healing process, Spirit said to me, there are others who are silently holding up the bloodstained banner and they need to sigh out loud as well, allowing their sigh to be the beginning of their healing process. Therefore, in obedience, I put out the call, I wrote the vision, I made it plain up on tablets so that those that read it could run with the assignment. And 13 women showed up and released their silent screams in the forms of essays and poetry. These 13 women said, no more. I am releasing and stepping into my power so that I too can be a part of the spiritual transformation of our planet and all its inhabitants so that I too can connect with the woman who leads from the front, even though she's lost inside. The woman who cries in the shower so that no one else can see. That sister that lives quietly in anxiety because nobody understands what she could possibly be stressing about. And that sister that smiles all day in public and go silently into the night. Sisters, we see you. We stand in the gap for you. We are you. Now, in an attempt to keep the podcast to one hour, I will not be announcing each authoress who will share in her own way how she became involved and what it has meant to her. Rather, I will now give the order in which we will proceed and ask that each authoress segue to the next. Uh, and it would be only befitting that we would begin this gathering 
uh, with the CEO of Girl Get Your Mind Right, Michelle Stewart, who will be followed by Sharon Davis, consultant and previous syndicated radio show uh, personality, who will hand off to Joyce Karima Johnson, our photojournalist. Uh, I don't see Dr. Shelly McIntosh, but when she comes in, we will add her. Um, Sus she's there and she's not here. Suzanne King, social justice advocate in Nebraska will take on. She will hand off to Sheila Sullivan, founder of Passing Knowledge LLC, who will hand off to Chandra Perdue, CEO of Renew the Mind Counseling Services LLC, as well as CEO of Kyra Jones Unlimited. And last but not least, my sister, who starred with me in our movie, Am I My Sister's Keeper? Sister Mama Sonia, edutainer, poet, playwright, actress, and a plethora of other edutainment talents and skills, who, when she's finished, unless Cardinal Monifa has shown up, will turn the podcast back over to our host, Cara Jones Unlimited, for question, answer, and wrap up. So we invite you to sit back, relax, and let's get into the sauce of this podcast. As you lend us your ear, listen, listen until you hear our silent screens. Michelle, you're up. Girl, get your mind right. Well, good afternoon, everyone. My name is Minister Michelle Stewart. And as uh, Sister Fabu said, my ministry is Girl, Get Your Mind Right, which is a ministry for women with no and low self-esteem bound by addiction and ba based on Romans 12, 2, which uh, part B states that be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm currently in Houston, Texas. I'm an HR manager, a certified mental health coach, and a minister of the gospel. And I wrote in the silent screams of a woman from gluttony to grace, which is on page 58. And what brought me to, to be partake in this uh, was because I was 41 years old when I found out who I was. And that came about through the saving power and knowledge of Jesus Christ. I had no identity, no self-esteem, but I knew I was created with special gifts like dance, singing, swimming, and communication. And due to the lack of my identity, I was subject to the lies of this world, credible people in my life who only knew what they knew and the devil. So I lived a life of destruction, drugs, alcohol, lying, cheating, stealing, manipulating, and self-sabotage. My gluttonous spirit with food mainly led me to my highest level of weight, which at one point I was at 380 pounds. But because I was good at so many things, if you didn't give me what I thought I deserved, I would take it from you. You can be gluttonous in many aspects of your life and not with not just food and taking. Uh, so what I did was I took what I deserved. That was my forte. I would manipulate anyone to get what I wanted, even though I had lack of identity and no self-worth gluttony. I met Grace many times along this path, especially on December 16th of 1988, when I embezzled over $25,000 from Aetna Insurance Company through Guardian Bank due to my addiction to crack. I never served a sentence, received no charges from the bank or Aetna. Aetna actually terminated me, but they paid for my treatment for 90 days. Now, some of you may be thinking, now, why is she telling so much? Well, that's because I'm free from people. I've renewed my mind and the devil can't hold me hostage with my past because of the freedom and power of God's love and the authority that he has given me 
uh, with his blood. I'm a new creature in Christ. And therefore I have no shame, no condemnation. I'm called to set the captives free based on Luke 4, 18. And God and who God calls, he qualifies, not man, grace. So now I'm 63 and God's love has embraced me. His mercy has poured out on me. His uh, grace is covered and anointed me uh, to be all that I can be in him because after all, this was still a history in the making. And I say history, I mean his story for me to tell of all his love, his goodness, and especially his grace. He will do the same for you because he's not a respecter of persons. Today, I live a life free from drugs, 34 years without relapse. So from gluttony to grace, now stay tuned for glory. Thank you. Well, I guess I'm next. And that was just wonderful. Uh, thank you so much for sharing so deeply. Uh, and I hope that I can do the same uh, in the time that we have available. Well, I just want to say, first of all, um, I wouldn't be here if it well. wasn't for Sister Fabu. Come on, you know. And every since I've uh, met her and known her, she's always been a step ahead, a step ahead. Uh, someone uh, that I could look to and say, oh, wow, wow, she, she really understands. And uh, wow, am I glad that she's my friend. So in this regard, uh, when she talked about uh, this book, honestly, I had never thought about screening silently, but I did. I knew that I realized that I did. I just, was, I just didn't know it that way. So I wanna thank you, Sister Fabu, for opening up my mind uh, in a greater area that really I didn't know uh, was so important to me and also for my daughter too, because it extends beyond. So with that in mind, I can say too that I grew up uh, as a Baha'i and Baha'i faith, and uh, that's where we were taught that this is the age of the feminine, uh, that the brute force of masculinity is gone. It's, you know, it's just, as we know, it won't work. It doesn't work that imbalance that way. So I'm happy to be a part of this. And uh, one of the first things that came up for me and that I was timid about because I hadn't written this before is uh, an experience that I had with being robbed. And uh, with my reaction to things, uh, my reaction was like, I don't want to curse here. Someone would be nice about it. What the heck does he think he's doing? Does he not know who he's messing with? You know, I had that attitude about it in the face of a sawed off shotgun because like, what, who, you know? And so anyway, what really caught my attention as I wrote this out for the first time in my life is what really made me cry. And that was when I rushed in after all this was over and um, I was by myself and I won't explain the details. You can read the book, read it in the book. Um, and then I called my mother and I was irate. I said, mom, do you know what just happened? My mom burst out in tears. And that's the first time I realized the impact of something like this that really was deep in me. And I don't even, I didn't even tell the city that I was in because I don't want to generate any bad uh, feelings about a particular city, especially when uh, I'm gonna say this as an African-American, I'm not talking about African-Americana in any way that creates uh, that continued narrative of violence and all that. So that's why I don't even talk about the city. So I know that my time is just about up, but I wanna say again, thank you, Sister Fabu, for opening up my mind 
as to things that were in me that I didn't know. And then I thought of more and more and more of them. So thank you for allowing this opportunity. And next uh, up is Joyce uh, Krima. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Joyce Karima Johnson, and I am the authoress of Childless Mother, which is on page 26 of the book. And plain and simple, I submitted my piece because Fabu asked. That's all she had to do. Um, I too um, initially was, was very concerned about my piece because it's actually the shortest piece in the book. But uh, for me and to others who have read it, it speaks volumes. It speaks to being a childless mother. Uh, societal norms teach us that having children, bearing children, giving birth is what validates us as a woman. Now, as an older woman, I know better than that, but I haven't always known better than that. And so having the idea of having children was, I could take it or leave it uh, in, my, in my younger days. But once I became married and had a life with my husband, it was one of the things I aspired to do more than anything in the world. And I am um, a person who has um, had 10 miscarriages that I know of. I've had 10 pregnancies and not one live birth. And so that told me that sometimes the universe says no. And how do you respond when the universe says no? Well, as, you, as life would have it, I found myself in a situation where I had to uh, help uh, rear and mentor uh, children as part of my church community. And sometimes that was mentoring and rearing and helping children that I didn't necessarily like, right? But the mission of mentoring was more important than my personal likes or desires. I understood what I was charged with. And so I did what I had to do. And oftentimes people would tell me, oh, you can adopt or you can love children like your own. And I say to that, I can love children and anyone in, in whatever way I have the capacity to, to love them. But I can never love children like my own because I don't have children. I am not a biological mother of children. Sometimes the universe says no, and you have to be okay with that. And so I have learned to silently accept that no, move on, and live life to the fullest. And I think uh, that's all I can say right now. And I don't see uh, Dr. McIntosh, is she, is she here? No, she's not. And so next up is Suzanne. Suzanne? Thank you very much, Karima. Um, this book is very special. I am just so honored to be part of the, can't see myself on here, so. Um, I'm so honored to be part of this book and reading everybody else's stories just greatly moved me. I have written poetry all my life, um, but I haven't always written it down. I've composed poetry in my mind. Um, I volunteer with the program. I'm president of the Omaha Alternatives to Violence Project, and we go into incarceration facilities 
and when I started doing this um, more than five years ago, some of the men asked me if I would read their poetry and their poetry was so moving, I got permission to write a piece back to them. So several of my pieces are part of my poetic exchange with uh, incarcerated men. And my silent screams that I held all day at prison watching the treatment, hearing their stories, I brought it home and I wasn't so silent at night in bed. I cried, I wept because it was so hard to see the pain and see the, the longing that the men had to return to their lives, to return to their families, to start over again. And that's um, a part of what, what motivated me to write several of the poems. Um, and once I got started writing, I just kept writing, uh, writing them down instead of just inventing them in my head. Um, and the one poem at the end, um, Sovereignty, I had, um, had a surgery in 2004 that left me disabled. And that poem was really to reclaim my life back to myself, my own sovereignty. Um, there's a lot of things I'm not able to do anymore, but there are things that I can. And that was more of a, a, a silent scream to myself to wake up and come back to life again. So with that, I thank you for the book. Thank you, Prabhu, for pulling this all together. And I turn this over to Sheila Sullivan. Thank you, everyone, um, for having me here. I'm Sheila Sullivan of Paths and Knowledge, Changing Legacies, One Woman, One Thought at a Time. I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. And as already stated, I did it because Fabu called. <laughs> she put out a call and you, you know Fabu, you can't help but answer. I met Fabu when I was in the middle, literally of my silent scream. I was getting divorced after 25 years. And Fabu drugged me into the world. She drugged me out of the darkness into the light um, by telling me, yes, I could when I didn't think I could. And I wrote my first book in Houston called A Woman's Pain. I, my pages are from 55 to 57 and the silent scream took me back to my childhood. Um, my grandmother came from Buford Island. And when I was a child, her and her friends got together for whaling. And she told me there were times when you didn't have enough tears for your pain all by yourself and that you needed other people to help you to bring it out. And so the last poem that I wrote in this book on 57 is called Pain Support. And it brought me back to that memory because we all have a moment when we're carrying so much hurt that nothing comes out, no matter what we do. But to have someone there to be able to cry with and for you makes all the difference. And as women, we carry the burdens of the world because we see the world and its pain differently than men do. And so what I say is, I thank Fabu for calling us. I thank each and every one of you 
for also answering, because I feel honored to be in the presence of you all. And I thank everyone who's buying it. So with that, I'm going to uh, send this to our host, Sandra Perdue. Well, can I, Matt, just before Chandra comes on, I see that Dr. McIntosh has joined us. Dr. Shelley McIntosh, founder and CEO of Child Focus Consulting, LLC. Let's uh, pass it off to her. Cardinal, I call her Cardinal. Cardinal Dr. Shelley, you're up. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I've been trying to get on for the last hour. I'm, I'm prepared, but here I am. So I am so good. So glad I got on. I have the lighting, the microphone and everything, but I'm glad I did make it. I know that Sister Fabu Madupe doesn't want me to say that she was the reason that I contributed my stories to the silent, to the uh, silent screams of women. I have known her for at least 35 years. We met as members in the Shrines of the Black Madonna and it is because of her that I wanted to share in her adventure. She is insightful, intelligent, spiritual, and cares deeply about women's lives. The Silent Screams of Women was an avenue that caused me to reflect on my life, to face a time where my heart felt pierced by a sharp sword crying for hours until my head hurt, bellows from the deepest point in my soul poured out of me. It was the death of my four-year-old granddaughter, Nigel Monifa Johnson. I was mad at God. Why didn't he fulfill the prayer that I prayed every morning and night? And that prayer written in the book is, Dear God, Take care of my grandchildren. Be a fence all around them. Protect them. Let them grow up healthy and happy. May they become fine, honorable adults who make a difference in the lives of their people and in the world. This I pray in the name of the Black Messiah Jesus. Amen. I was an emotional wreck. As I boarded the train, the plane from Detroit to Houston, I thought about my son. Nigel was his baby. Nigel was his little girl. It was then that I sighed, that I sat up straight and decided that I must be strong for my son. I am his mother. When he saw me, all he could do was fall in my arms. I'm five feet three, he six feet tall. I had to be strong. My silent scream. More of my story is in the book, along with the writing that reflects a collective sign entitled Beulah Land Academy, God's Promise, Our Vision. Thank you, Sister Fabu, and all the women who shared their stories, because in sharing your stories, our world's married 
and we became connected. So thank you and thank you for all the authoresses here. All right, uh, Chandra Perdue, you're up now. All righty. It's been such a blessing and a pleasure to be a part of this venture. It, it's so exciting for me to be amongst seasoned, professional, educated Black women, African-American women, and this collective, Suzanne, I recognize you too as my sister, and I include you in that, okay? But what I'm saying here is this, Sister Fabu did not invite me to be a part of the book. She told me about the book and I said, oh, wait, I, I have something <laughs> that I've been wanting to share for years. And so it came to pass, she, allowed me to participate. So I, Chandra Perdue, um, wrote my um, offering. It's on page 41 entitled Pieces. Pieces is my introduction to a lifetime, 56.8 years now of trauma that started in my childhood that left me scattering pieces of myself across the country and outside of the country where my feet took me, mostly with my work and with my businesses. I am now a clinical mental health counseling professional after retiring with over 30 plus years in finance and accounting. I'm living my passion. What I will say to you is this. Many people don't understand that when you experience trauma as a child, that trauma can carry you through life. I chose those words very carefully. Trauma can carry you. Trauma can impact you. Trauma can have you, cause you to have adverse or maladaptive dilemmas throughout your life. For me, it started and I give tribute to my older sister, Valerie Chazelle Perdue, who died on November 16th, 1971 in my native San Francisco, California. As we were walking home from school, she was being bullied by a young man at our school on the way home in a wonderful neighborhood. Holding my hand, she released it finally as we went up one of those steep hills in San Francisco and she ran into the street and a car took her up. I was five and she was seven. My pieces began in San Francisco. So what I share, I shared that with all of you and our public to say this, I pray that you will buy our book. I pray that you will invite us to your bookstores, to your women's groups, to your churches, because we have something to share and we are going on tour to share 
these various stories, poems that God has blessed us with, because they're not just for us, they're for you. Again, Sister Fabu, I'm most grateful that I met you in 2019 while in residency for my clinical mental health counseling second master's. Thank you for this opportunity, my beloved. All right, y'all gonna have me doing the ugly cry and she didn't already see it. <laughs> she didn't already say this is on YouTube and everywhere. Uh, Sister Mama Sonia, I, are you there? I'm here. Oh, okay. Well, you're I'm up, here. girl. I'm not my sister's keeper. All right. You see your virtual background. You you keep going in and out, so you okay. have to be still. Okay. Sundays will never be the same. First it was three, now it's two. The two of us now had to figure out what to do. Jumbo, I'm Sister Mama Sonia, and I am so thrilled to be in the company of these awesome sisters today. We share our silent screams and outward manifestation of our inward dreams. Why was I compelled to embark on this journey? It was because I needed to release and share my sister's journey. Why was I compelled to embark on this silent scream journey? It because I needed to sigh, let screams. I needed them to become audible as I healed. My journey shared the awesome story of me and my two sisters who had a 21 year Sunday conversations via phone. This was before Zoom was the mode of travel for everyone. The three Lucas girls talked three-way together over the phone each Sunday, sharing the previous week's life events and an incredible outlandish news story from our various locales. Nita in DC, Bronwyn in Kentucky, Houston, and Arlington. Then me, Sister Mama Sonia, well, I stayed in Houston. It was a magical, wonderful time. Then there were two. The dreaded sea cancer took our baby Nita, our baby sister out. And then Bronwyn and I had to learn what this new journey was all about. Hmm. We could no longer talk in threes. It's now in twos. What is a sister to do? Scream, cry, just sit and be? Why was I compelled to embark on this silent Scream journey. It was because I needed a vehicle to drive my silent screams to loud, boisterous, gut bucket wrenching releases. I wrote about this new journey and shared and cried and shared and cried and shared and cried and shared and cried. Then came the release. In the midst of my tears, I now laugh and smile. And I go back and I read, and the book is called The Sisters Share. Why was I compelled to embark on this journey? Like we all said, it was because of our beautiful sister, Fabu. Yes, we are our sister's keepers. So when you read my story and everybody else's story in the book, I want sisters all over to feel the Blacktastic Blacktabulous, Blacknificent, Blacksome release that they can experience. 
as they learn how to tool and, 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 and put together their silent scream. Silent no more. I scream, I scream, I scream with joy. Ashe, Ashe, and amen. All right, we was, uh, you're going to turn it back over to our host, Kyra Jones Unlimited, and see if we have any uh, questions. Uh, if not, she's going to take us from here, because I'm, I'm over here with all teary-eyed. I've learned how to dot your eyes when you're crying on Zoom. You're not. <laughs> okay, well, I am looking at YouTube, and... I don't see anyone in the chat, but there was someone who did come in just a moment ago and she was on our, I allowed her into the Zoom, but she's not one of the participants. So anyone who, um, I sent the link to those persons who purchased tickets. Everyone can view on the Cara Jones Unlimited LLC YouTube channel. Okay, we are at 343, you magnificent authoresses. Suzanne didn't even have to use her emoji today, <laughs> our timekeeper. <laughs> Everyone was so well-versed and concise, and I will remain the same. Again, you have been watching, and you will listen on Spotify, on Anchor, on Radio Public on Google Podcasts, on Apple iTunes, all of the various radio stations that the Unfiltered with Car Jones Unlimited LLC podcast broadcasts on will feature today's interview with the beautiful authoresses who contributed to our book. Isn't the cover beautiful? Our book is entitled The Silent Screams of a Woman. It's an anthology to which everyone you see here, plus more, participated. All the authoresses aren't even here today. But you will be able to meet them going forward. And if you're viewing and you did not have a chance to purchase a ticket to this virtual book signing event, but you would like a copy of our book, you don't have to go on Amazon. You don't have to go on barnesandnoble.com. I want you to email us, okay? You can send an email and I'm gonna give you, but Sister Fabio, is it okay to share your email address or you want me to put mine out there? I'd rather you put yours. I have Somebody no problem put, because it's public. I have one. <laughs> Okay. Give them the one you wanted to, to, to be. Yes, ma'am. If you would like to purchase a signed copy of this book by your authoress of choice, any of them, any of them that you see in the book, you can email Cara, that's C-A-R-A dot Jones, J-O-N-E-S dot C-E-O at gmail.com. Again, if you would like to purchase a signed copy of our anthology, please email me 
cara.jones.ceo at gmail.com. And I will be happy to help you purchase the book. Actually, what I will do is one better. I will put a new link up on my Cara Jones Unlimited LLC Square Up website so that you can purchase a signed copy of the book that will be shipped to you. Okay? I will put that up. We don't want this to be the end all. And as I stated before, with the permission of Sister Fabu, we're going on tour. So if you would like to invite us to your region, to your city, to your state, to your country, oh, we think big, do so. Send another email to cara.jones.ceo at gmail.com and we will respond accordingly. I turn the mic back over to Sister Fabu, who will close this out, or if any of my fellow authoresses has anything to say, I'll let Sister Fabu manage that as well. Well, I'm just going to I'm just going to come on and say again, thank you, thank you, thank you to my beautiful sisters. I am just overjoyed. I'm really trying to keep from crying because this is a really humbling to be able to call on sisters who are your bridge over troubled waters. It is humbling to know that you can just say, hey, I need you. And the sisterhood gathers around you. That is a, an awesome feeling. And every woman, everybody really should experience that. But because women and women's issues are most all of our things on, on, on this page, um, I just think it's powerful. So y'all get ready for volume two. I don't know when it's going to be, but it's out there in the universe. So be ready, everybody, for volume two. Uh, and those of you who have closing remarks, I'm gonna leave enough space for you. Go in whatever order the spirit leads you. You're up. I know somebody got something. I just wanna say, thank you thank you all of you beautiful sisters just to see you it's just awesome and i don't know what happened to my uh to my thingy but i'm going to keep talking anyway thank you thank you and thank you Carl, for putting this together i had to go back and look at the uh the uh recording of the zoom i said oh my god i don't know what to do but she gave such good instructions and to all of you sheila michelle joyce suzanne Dr. Shelly Manipa, I'm trying to read Sharon, and of course, Sister Fabu, you all are so beautiful. Thank you so much just for being in my life. I didn't know I was going to, if I could make you through talking about my baby sister, but thank you for giving me this opportunity. I'm still screaming, and it ain't silent. <laughs> okay. Anybody else with closing remarks? I have a question and, and a remark about the cover. I think that you mentioned who uh, the model was for that, but I didn't catch it. And I'm not sure that's in the book. So she's someone local because she's- No, beautiful. she's in Detroit, Michigan. In Detroit. Yes, her name is uh, Alexandria Giles. And she goes by Goddess Alexandra. And she did not know uh, Brother Ifuma, who is the uh, body paint artist who did it, owned the rights, and he gave it to me. He says, all I want is when I get the book, get a copy for her. 
And when I sent, when he sent that to her, it she called and she was just crying and she was just talking about she didn't know where it was going to go, but she was going through a period in her life and to grace the cover of a book that was talking about the things that women was going through was just phenomenal to her. She was uh, uh, trying to get in as well because I think, uh, well, everybody will get, you know, what's due them. But the author, she, she said that she was making a change in her life. And the reason she had all the marks was because they were for every scream. I said, well, they looked like African tribal marks, you know? <laughs> she said they were for every scream that she had ever held on to. Thank you so much, because these days I didn't know whether it was digital, you know, or so she was actually, it was actually an artist who painted her body. body painted. Wow. wow. And he has great works. I think it was very unselfish of him to say, go ahead, just give me a copy, give me credit for cover design. That's why I know it was a labor of love and divinely meant to be because everyone none of you charged me for your stories everyone just graciously gave of themselves it was a labor of true love divinely inspired colonel monifa i saw that you wanted to have so you had something you wanted to say i just wanted to say thank you again um the power that we have as women sometime is uh, dissipated in this world, but that power is still there. And to be unleashed, sharing our stories and sharing our worlds helped to do that. And so for that, again, I thank you, Fabu. And I'm very appreciative and grateful for the women who shared their stories. As I read the book, I cried. As I read other people's stories, I connected with their feelings. And for them to be so honest, Karima, uh, Suzanne, to be so honest, we're not in this alone. And so that book, your book, Sister Father, that book helps us. And so that power to me is being unleashed now. So I'm grateful. Thank you. Uh, Michelle, I really uh, want you to have something to say because of your magnificent story. And it was, you know, the title of yours is Girl, Get Your Mind Right. How did you come up with that? Girl, Get Your Mind Right. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, thank you, Sister Fabu and all the ladies uh, for your contributions. Uh, I actually didn't come up with that. I was riding down the feeder road of the Sam Houston Tollway 20 years ago and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I was listening to a radio uh, podcast and um, I kept revisiting these tapes in my head that kept replaying over and over again of things from my past. And he said, girl, get your mind right. And I said, oh, I said, oh, well, I, what is that? I, said, I didn't know what it was at the time. I didn't know if it was a book, a conference, you know, I didn't know what a ministry and it ended up being the name of my ministry to which I minister to women with uh, low and no self-esteem bound by addiction twice a week uh, via Google Messenger. And um, it's been amazing. God is just using my experiences to set the captives free. And so I just, you know, I appreciate the fact that your book said sigh, because a lot of times we think of sigh, like the dictionary says, as a tiredness or a sadness, but it's not. It's a release of strength and power that we use 
to press on in our situation and to rise above to get to where God is purposing us to be. So don't look at sigh as a word of discouragement. It's a, it's a powerful word of release. Thank you so much. And she, oh, yes, ma'am. Chandra? Not to cut you off, but Corliss um, is viewing. And she, if you want to say something to her, you can. Um, she didn't ask a question, but I know you invited her. So if you want to say something to her publicly, go ahead. And then I see in the chat that there was a request for you to um, share your poems. So will you share a poem with us before we get out of here? I think Suzanne put that out there in the chat. So we want to hear a poem. Oh my goodness. Okay, this was not about me, but you know, how <laughs> dare y'all put me on the side. Is that how it feels when I just throw y'all in the water? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, I do want to say hello to Kai Z. Uh, she had been trying to get on as long as well as my daughter-in-law who just gave birth to my uh, third grandson. She had been trying to get on. Uh, so hi, uh, Kazi. I'm glad you're able to join us by YouTube. I'm sure Zanitra will see it on YouTube as well. But before I do, uh, I do want to have Sheila just speak about her piece on pain support because uh, I thought that was really good. And I, I, while I look for a poem to share. Okay. Awesome. Um, thank you. Um, I guess it's actually easier for me to read it than it is for me to talk about it. Um, she rose to her feet and yet was unable to move. The news she received was so painful that she appeared to be breaking into pieces in plain sight. She reached out for support and there was nothing there for her. Then she opened her mouth as if to scream and there was nothing. She stood there in the throes of a yell longing for relief. Not a squeak, not a sound, not even a sigh moved from her lips. And yet she was heard by the ears accustomed to the sigh, lent scream that they had once possessed. One by one, they went to her, women who understood the kind of pain, placing their hand upon her. Each of them gave voice to her sorrow. Each leaned in to be her support. And together they gave her enough, enough strength to endure, enough courage to fight through, enough breath to release the buried cry that only a woman's pain understands. And as they well together, united in the pain of one, they each gathered the strength to move forward, to carry the pain and burden of many. Beautiful. Um, I think we do that as women I think we were created to do so as women. And I think that often because we do it, it goes unnoticed. Thank you, Sheila. Uh, I found Thank the you. Poem. I found the poem that I want to read because it's the story of my life. All my life I've had to fight. All my life I've had to fight because I was the white dog in the puddle of the black dogs. I was the different one. So finally, when I got myself together, I said, I'm sorry I don't conform to your world. If I don't play the games by your rules, if I say that the sun is more than the nearest star to our planet, if I say that the wind is more than the result of opposite temperature zones, 
if I say that love is so very much more than a physical uh, attraction, yes, I'm sorry I don't conform to your world. But then how can I possibly explain to someone who has never sought the first flower of spring, to someone who has never felt the warmth of the earth after a sudden summer shower, to someone who doesn't know that love is woven of many tiny fibers. To someone who doesn't understand my silence, therefore cannot understand my words. Yes, I'm sorry I don't conform to your world, but I feel even sorrier for you. For the sky in your eye will never mean anything more than an indication of the weather. Thank you. And we snap, and we snap, right? Anybody who's been to what? A poetry recital? Yes. We don't clap. You can clap if you want to, but what do we do, girls? We snap. 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 <laughs> so y'all ready to go on tour? I feel it coming. Oh, we're going on tour. You know what's up. Well, that's y'all. We really, really owe this to Chandra. Chandra has been trying to do this for a year. She's been trying to pull us together for a year. Chandra, Chandra, I thank you so much. Kyra Jones Unlimited. As with all great women, everybody, we're all alpha females, but we still need somebody to pull it all together to make it happen. And I told her, I said, girl, I know every one of these women, if you put it out there and just keep us afloat and keep us going, because just like today, it was so funny. We're all so uh, alpha female and so used to controlling things and so used to having things. It was painful for me to let go of the control and relax. And I'm going like, I'm like, okay, I know she knows what she's doing. I know she knows what she's doing, but everybody calling me, everybody saying, well, I thought it was going to wait a minute, just 10 minutes. By now we supposed to be. So, that was another silent screen. That's just another indication of how we as women are just so used to doing everything and wanted to go certain ways. And it was a truly new experience to sit back and just let it happen. Knowing Sometimes the universe says no. <laughs> ah, come on. Tell her. You better come tell on. I had to tell her no. And let me just tell y'all. She hung up in my face. She asked her, she's like, don't you start calling me. <laughs> so when I know I'm what I'm doing. Podcast, when I'm recording and interviewing my guests, my distinguished guests like you, right? If something is said that requires a very intent focus, Car Jones, not Chandra Purdue, will pull out her specs. <laughs> so when you were saying that, Fabu, I had to come in. Okay? Because for the viewers, she is an alpha female. All of these ladies are. But the beauty thing, the beautiful thing of this, the beautiful thing is, look how we all can come together. Now, it has been said throughout history that women cannot come together. Yeah, they can. have specified this race and that and that and that. But look at this united front of women. This is what we call sisterhood. And in Cara Jones Unlimited Land, we call this the sisterpreneurs as well, because everyone you see on this screen is also a business owner. 
we contribute on many levels. In other words, we give back. Amen. With that said, if all minds are clear, ladies, authoresses, anybody? Anybody? No, I'm saying that we clear. <laughs> okay, if we're all clear, we're signing off. Say your name, going out the door. Let's start. Anybody, throw your name out there. Tell them who you are as we go on out the door. Sister Fabu. Sheila Sullivan. Sister Mama Sonia. Joyce Karima Johnson. Minister Michelle Stewart. Girl, get your mind right. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Shelley Monifa McIntosh. Zan King. Darren Davis. And yours truly, Chandra Perdue. Email me, cara.jones.ceo at gmail.com to get your signed copy of our book and to invite us to your city on our tour. Stay tuned. We're coming. Peace. Salute. Thank you all. Salute. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Hey. Okay.